It's Renee here at the Rosie Hour Podcast. And today we have two dope guests. It is episode 34. Pew, pew. First up, we have Josephine's Beauty and Marina Robinson of Stuyvesant Wines. Pew, pew, pew. I bet they won't guess. You know. Who he, are you with? He. Who are you with? Who are you with? Who are you with? Get crunk. Who are you with? Man, you, you took us back to 2002 or something. Get rug. Get rug. Man, who remembers crunk music? Just Tom. Just Tom. Did people really like crunk music? I did. Like, I, I like Lil John, but it was like, I don't know. Cause you know what, every song got a eh, eh. I like eh, the song. I eh. like the I like the artists he produced more so than the records he put out himself. Snap your fingers, do it, yes. You can do it all by yourself. Hey, you know what? A lot of people don't know about Lil John is the dude is a genius, and he runs a lot of record labels. Oh. You know, he's behind Island. Uh, he was, a, I mean, I think he was a VP over there for a long time. Um, he put a lot of people in the game. He produced Pitbull. Through all the Pitbull's evolutions. I don't know if people remember uh, Money is a Major Issue, Miami 305. That album, the first Pitbull album where he was rapping, just straight up rapping like a, a rap dude. <laughs> like Parappa the Rapper? Like Parappa the Rapper. He just rapping, you know. But then he made that that that, that switch and that, you know, he changed into doing, you know, strictly like Latin pop music. Which wasn't ooh, where he started out. <laughs> yeah, he didn't start out there. Ooh, no. But that just speaks to Little John's genius as a producer to help push him sonically through that. You know, he didn't change producers he was dealing with. You know, he just changed his sound. And so shout out to Little John. He's a genius. You know, I don't know how, where we got because you were singing some crunk music. Yeah, but yeah. you just kind of went on a tangent. I just yeah, I did. But I mean, he, no, I mean, we should celebrate these people because they're geniuses. Like literally, like if you take the thought that's in your head, right, and you create it into a sound, and you get millions of people to like it over and over and over again, you're a genius, man. Okay. You well, know, that's all. I, I just wanted to say. Well, that. I will say this. What's I think up? people realize his geniusness. During the versus battle a few months ago with him and T Pain. Mm-hmm. I think one that was the best versus battles. I agree. Like I literally was dancing in the living room with glow sticks by myself. It was really weird, but I was okay with it. Still wonder where you get glow sticks from. I had them randomly. I don't know where I bought them, but uh, please, I had con- them. please continue. But yo, I like was like, this was a little John song. And I partied like it was 1999, the 2000s, and the 2001s. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah, Lil John, man, dude's a genius. Check him out. Look up his discography, his background. I don't know why we shot. Okay, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on to Lil John. This is not man. the Lil John hour. I don't know, you know me. I'm like, 
I'm a sucker for record executives and people who make movements that way. So I follow their movements a lot and I research these people, you know, so I, I, I just have a deeper appreciation for that. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I'm sorry. Okay. Waste y'all time talking about. We ain't wasting y'all time talking okay. about Lil John. You need to know about this dude because he is good. He's done a lot of okay. contributions to the music space. Bet. What are we talking about today? What's going to on? To the windows, to the walls. Right. I'm not singing the rest of those lyrics. Hey, I know you, you shouldn't. Yeah. I think you had the right equipment. <laughs> you, you better not have no equipment. Oh, Lord. So, today. Well, actually, I, I feel like. You know, because we film this podcast at Fairhill Studios. Man, where is that? It's located in the DMV. And for those of you not familiar with the DMV, that's the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and the mid-Atlantic portion of the United States of America. And... You love smart people. They always say stuff real smart. Like, Well, recently, the studio got some recognition. Yeah, so let's check this out, right? Um, I'm kind of like a proud parent right now. Fairhill Studios was voted by City Paper as the best studio in the DMV. Woo! Hit that yellow applause button. Yeah. Yeah! So, I mean, <laughs> in the midst of 2020 being crazy you know what I'm saying we had a lot of you know we had two big accolades this one being like the second one the first one we having a show on Insecure I mean a song on Insecure hey. now we voted you know City Paper best studio in the DMV so shout out to everybody who makes that possible the customers <laughs> you know people who follow our page and engage and support we really appreciate it hey. um, you know we appreciate the Rose Out podcast everybody that come through that um really helps out the studio and support us and pushed our our name and our banner, our flag on and carry it and you know refer us to other people and all of that. We we appreciate all of that. Yes, take all your shirt of off, twist around your head just like a helicopter, right. North Carolina. Right, all of that. That's 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 another crunk song. See how I'm incorporating the topic, P- PD Pablo. I'm right. incorporating the topic throughout. Man, see Ooh. that's what small people do. They keep they keep their eyes on the point. In their brain, <laughs> they always bring it back to that point. So the theme of today's show, if you guys understand or know, is crunk music. Well, this is actually interesting. <laughs> um, the ro- the rosé we're drinking today is it crunk rosé? <laughs> no, oh, it's shit. actually a Brooklyn based rosé. Uh oh, BX. But, blah, blah. Oh wait, wait, is that is that? Oh, that's the Bronx, right? That's what you said, right? I don't know the difference. Between the Bronx and what, Brooklyn? I do did you say? Did you say where are they from? Are they from Brooklyn or They're the Bronx? They're from Bed Stuy. What the fuck? Where is that? I'm not from New York. I don't really okay. I'm not in go New to York New York that often. It's too busy for so me. So Stuyvesant Champagne is the name of the company, and is Mar- Marvina Robinson. She actually went to Norfolk State University. Black okay. woman, really smart. Because the key so, with the Norfolk State. Hey, to oh, HBCUs. We, we support historically black colleges. Um, she owns her own company and it's called Stuyvesant because she's based out of Bed-Stuy. So Stuyvesant 
champagne. And so it's a cuvee brut rosé. Um, its composition is a traditional blend of three champagne grape varietals from several harvests made up of approximately 58% Pinot Noir, uh, 22% Pinot Manua, and 20% Chardonnay for the white wine. A Pinot, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Minunar based red wine is added and it is beautiful salmon colored rosé. I said it's salmon again. A salmon. So you don't, sp- no, no L, you don't say the L. Salmon. Say, yeah, this was it. Salmon. That's what I said. I know you did. I just remember last episode. They said the rosé was salmon color. Oh, yeah. God damn, girl. Oh, Mike. Listen, I, you know, I'm trying to stick to one theme. Eddie's. I'm trying to be crunk. Uh, <laughs> it's mouthwater. Watering flavor is a fleshy cherry taste. Delicious. So, super excited about this. And, I mean, she real cool. So, I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Mate, I love cool entrepreneurs. Yeah. And our first guest is another entrepreneur too. And her name is Melissa Neptune at that. And she has her own skincare. Sometimes her last name is Neptune. Like, yeah. She out of this world. She's amazing. Hey, you know what? Time out, man. But wait, real quick. She has a beauty care line. And it is based upon her grandmother's uh, recipe that she's kept going and now has made it a business. And it's really cool. That's tight as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you take like those family, like passed down traditions and you make it into something yeah. you share with the world. And, you know, people love it. That's dope. I love it. You know, but uh, I do want to take a second to say what's going on with my male entrepreneurs, man. Well, you know, we had a few. I feel like we had quite a few in the beginning of, nah, of the Rose Hour. We did, we did, we did. But statistically, right now, women are killing it. <laughs> women are just starting more businesses. They're making more money entrepreneurial-wise. They're just doing it. What, what is going on, men? So why don't you make a charge? I'm, I'm making a charge. I'm Hold on, I'm charging right now. Men, get off your asses and build something to make some money out here. And then come on the Rosie Hour podcast and, and talk about you it. You damn right. And talk to us about it because we're like, what is going on? Yes. We want you to come on the show. Yeah. And talk about it. Right. You know, because it's like right now, the women are beating us out. I ain't going to lie. The women, they, they, you know, they're outsmarting us. They're outwitting us. And we got we to gotta even the score, man. We got to create more businesses and, and, and do something, man. Okay, Terrence Howard. I know. We got to do something, man. What's going on with you, man? Well, let's come on, man. Well, I think that ladies keep being ladies. Hey, no, nah, I mean, and I also identify as women too. Continue doing your thing. Hey, let's and- all keep making these businesses. Let's continue creating wealth, generational wealth. Start it. If you ain't got it, create it, be uh, it, do it. I would say. The ratio of men to women I consult with is probably about four or five to one. For every male entrepreneur I talk to, I would have talked to five others. And then out of that ratio, it's probably three to zero. Three to zero, three. Three women to zero male entrepreneurs that actually help start businesses. Now I'll say three to three to one. 
Um, I'm gonna take that back. Shout out to uh, my partner Christopher Moore. He just started GBSM uh, Ministries. So what that is is a community based church that's helping to you know create jobs, find jobs for people out there. So we help them formulate that. Also, we created a five hundred one c three. So you know, shout out to Christopher Moore. Maybe one day you know we can bring him on once we get a little bit further on and talk to him about it. But you know, I would say recently within the last month. Um. Yeah, I've out of the people I've consulted with to start a business, it's been about a three to one ratio of women just saying, "Yeah, I'm ready to do it." They hop out there, they get their branding right, they they register their stuff, they uh, you know building websites and they operate, they making money. Well, and I will tell you why. You know why? Because there's some reasons why I know why. Shit, run it. What is it? So there, there's studies done, right? about the wage gap and particularly women actually black women and hispanic women um actually make less per dollar than white men black men actually make more than black women and hispanic women what that's actually a fact per dollar right so we're seeing this as like opportunities where it's like i can't even make enough money for myself and my nine to five so I have to create other resources to make ends meet. And most women, right, if we look family-wise, are single parents. So they have to stretch the dollar even further. So we're seeing a lot of these startups now because it's a lot of single mothers who are trying to make ends meet. So that's where you're seeing a lot of these boutiques that are popping up, mm-hmm. people making their own skincare lines, their own little small businesses because of those statistics right there. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you know, like my dad used to say, the proof of the pie is in the eating. You see all these uh, women entrepreneurs and they doing it. Yeah, they got jobs. They Like you said, they got kids and they still doing it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what's going on with the men? Men, you know, you drop your, your, your kids at your baby mama house. What are you doing? Do something. Do something. Don't do nothing. Do something. Do something. You know, I read a, a quote. It was from, uh, was it uh, J.K. Rowling? It said, uh, indifference and inaction has the same thing. effect yep. as outright <laughs> doing nothing. disdain. Like, it's pretty much what it was saying. It's like, hey, you sitting back not doing nothing? Or just watching life go by It's just as bad as you going over there Taking a hammer or something and destroying it Yes It's, it's the same thing It's going to die because it's not being maintained And us in, the, in this entrepreneurial space is, Man, we got to do better, man We got to keep building You know, especially um, As black men, we definitely got to do something Yeah We got we to build up that infrastructure and, 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 and decrease the wage gap Based on our own earning potential We're very small people We can do it Oh, and I want to shout out um, a married couple, uh, the Coast of Femme team. They have a new wine coming out that I just saw they posted. And this is what I'm talking about with um, just be innovative. Mm-hmm. They have a new red blend coming out. So I, I'm shouting that out because like we're talking about entrepreneurship. They have like several businesses. They're keeping it moving. They're finding new ideas. They're come being creative. There's so many ideas in the world. Take one run with it. There's 10,000 toilet paper companies out there. They got the Bayou seasoning. Yeah. Like, we need to talk to them about the seasoning. Yeah. I put yeah. that on everything. Potatoes, chicken, and it's good. It's good. Like, for real, I carry it around. Like, you know how some people carry like hot sauce in their purse. 
I got Bayou seasoning in my uh, backpack when I go around. What? <laughs> but that's man, you laughing, but for real, it's good. It's good ass seasoning, man. Shout out to them, you know, for making some good seasoning for your food. Yes, but but what we're trying to say, bringing it all back together. That seasoning, good. I'm sorry. I got Have multiple ideas mm-hmm. and 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 just make solutions of income it's all good right and 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 we definitely have to have them back on and talking about all of their entrepreneurship uh because they they're doing it great and uh, you know what follow coast of fem as well do it do follow it. them do follow it. them follow them all right well let's get to our first interview with josephine's beauty hey girl <laughs> get that skin glowing girl let's get it just let that soul glow Get a note too. What can't you do, Renee? God damn. Read, my brother. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And today, this is such a treat, y'all, because. She is a young woman doing her thing and an entrepreneur, making sure your skin is silky smooth and looking oh so mighty fine. The one, the only, the founder and CEO of Josephine's Cream, Melissa Neptune. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. I love that intro. That's a nice, I think that's the best introduction I've had thus far. Well, you know, I I tried to achieve. I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear. You can hear my smile. I love I it. I can. I can. <laughs> well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Like, oh, thank you for having me. It's I've been fangirling over you and Instagram. <laughs> and thank you so much for for the the cream as well. I have a nice little glow going on on my face. <laughs> so y'all can see that in some pictures that we're gonna post soon. But like. Oh my uh, God! You are like a mad scientist to come up with this. Like, <laughs> how did you create a, like a business in the beauty industry? It's funny because I do have a science background, but it's not even <laughs> how it started. This is actually okay. Josephine is my grandmother, so the business is actually her namesake, and she's actually who taught me how to make the cream years uh-huh. back in her kitchen in Louisiana. Um, she started off just making it and gifting it to the women in our family for the holidays and whatnot. And I was in school in New Orleans at the time, and I was like loving the cream. Like my roommate mm-hmm. would get, so I would always like run back to her, like I need some more cream. So finally, one day she was like, "You need to get in this kitchen and learn how to make this cream yourself. Like get in here and learn how to make it." So I started making it gifting it to my friends. Fast forward some years, in 2011, the company that I was working for, I was in graduate school at the time, lost its funding, so I became unemployed. And I was like, okay, how can I find a way to make money on the side? And people were like, you need to start selling that cream. Like, you just, like, giving it away, start selling it. And so that's what I did. And, I mean, it kind of just spread. People loved it, told a friend, told their friend, and that's kind of how it, you know, started Josephine's Cream. Yes, come on. Like, man, CJ Walker, like of the, of the face, like I'm here for it. And so, about Josephine's cream, what mm-hmm. does the cream do? 
So this cream, and as you can see now, like it's, it's evolved into so much more than just the cream. We have so many different products on our line now. We have the scrubs and we have the whipped body butter and the Glojo facial serum, so many different things. But the cream, it started off as just a skin moisturizer. Um, moisturized, dry skin, gives you just a nice, like you said, natural glow. Um, and just, you know, as a, as a nice moisturizer and on the go type of everyday all over the body not just the face but all over and it's safe to use for the whole family like non-toxic ingredients plant-based you can't go wrong so yeah yes i'm here for it <laughs> and so like as a, a I, i'm not gonna call you a beautician because that's not what this is <laughs> but like what have you seen in the industry with sort of the creams that are out and what people are mm -hmm. doing? How has this like sort of changed sort of like the original way you may have made the cream? Right. So, I mean, this is definitely, I won't say oversaturated market, but there are a lot, a lot of skincare brands out there and every day more and more are popping up. Um, so many people are doing with body butters. Like it, it seems like so many people are doing the same thing and it's kind of taken off like in the last year or year or so, I'll say. Um, but this skincare recipe, I didn't stray from too much from the original recipe, but I did sort of tweak it so it is more um, friendly for the entire family as far as, as the ingredients are concerned as I involved and just my knowledge of skincare products and uh, skincare regimen and healthy non-toxic products. I even changed the packaging and switched to glass bottles as opposed to plastic because I didn't want to be just like environmentally conscious um, and just use things that are healthy um, for our skin and um, just won't promote anything that is against my core beliefs and what, you know, and as the years go on, we sort of like evolve in our knowledge, you know, because if we're not growing, we're obviously dead. So as we begin to learn more and more things and discover like, okay, this might not be as good for our skin. Um, let's find something um, just a little bit better that can have the same type of result, but um, can have less um, of an effect on the planet and, you know, just overall um, healthy lifestyle. So that's what we did um, as far as the rebranding. I love it. I love it. And so like within the beauty industry, you know, there's a lot of creams and, you know, you were mm -hmm. touching on just like how, you know, you want to make sure these products are safe. How do you do your testing and know more specifically what's working what works well uh, right. is it so that I'll science never, background that you have yeah yeah so I'll never because I in my nine to five and I don't actually work nine to five I'll just call it my nine to five corporate job I uh, manage clinical trials for a pharmaceutical company um so my I with that knowledge of clinical trials I won't ever um send anything out that is not proven to be safe that I won't use on myself and my own family I have two children children a two and a four year old and I use these products on them so it's not something that I'm sending out that I don't know is tried tested and true um so 
no lab rats. I'm not sending King out like, here you go, y'all. Let me know how it works. <laughs> right. Let, let me know if you break out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing. And then, like, also using your sort of, like, nine to five, what you're trained to do for your, mm-hmm. your side business or for right. what you will be, because I'm going to speak it for 2021, Amen. for your business to thrive <laughs> and you can quit your nine to five. Um, it, it's just, like, amazing to hear these stories of how people are able to do that. And mm-hmm. you know, thrive—it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, with being in the beauty industry and everything, like, what are some skincare tips that you think people can use um, when they're like not only using your products, but to go along mm-hmm. with their skin treatments? Um, so, with products? it's not just about—and I tell people this all the time—it's not just about what you put on your skin but it's also about what you put inside of your body because mm-hmm. anything that you put on the inside is going to come out and our skin is our largest organ so you have to you can't just use some of these products and I know like a lot of people will try it. it's like an instant fix or like a cover up but you have to be mindful of what you're putting inside your body and that includes your diet your water intake or kind of vitamins leafy greens all those things that you're consuming um, because it is I like to think of it as just a, a holistically like it's a a total package yeah (laughs) um just you know think it's going to be like a magic fix and just fix it all and you're still having um poor choices on the other side of that so you know you have to have um the balance with the two um just be mindful what you put in because it's going to come out so yeah, it comes out one way or another, honey. A it blemish does. or a mm-hmm. natural Happy. process. Yes. yes. <laughs> other, other things like that. So Awesome. Are you working on any like sort of other new products that people can look forward to? I'll always like look forward to new <laughs> products and all different regimes. Yeah, I'm thinking regiments. about releasing something um, soon here around um, end of fall, winter time. I'm still, um, I'm still working on it, still tweaking some things out. So everyone has to stay tuned to the page to see what it's about. I'm not going <laughs> to speak too much on the details because it's still a work in progress, but um, I'm excited about the potential of um, of this new product. I think it'll be um, I think it'll be a wonderful thing. I think it will. So Yes. Well we're yeah. here for it. Now <laughs> sometimes we like to ask people more about the entrepreneurship side of things and like how they got started financially, like access to capital. Mm-hmm. Cause those are like real issues, especially mm-hmm. you know, for black and brown businesses. And right. like I know that, you know, it's hard to, to get in certain industries, but like, how did you sort of get the, the funding, uh, if you will, to, to get this up and going? My corporate job fund <laughs> continues to, because I, I think, you know, like there's all of these memes, like going around on social media. It's like, don't quit your day job, let your nine to five fund your side hustle or whatever. And I don't even like to say side hustle. I relate to this because this is like a job kingdom building. Like this mm-hmm. is generational wealth, wealth creation, like secure a legacy, continue it on. So, um, yeah, a lot of people are just like, don't jump ship yet. Like let it continue to fund your business so you don't have to go and get a loan or have third party or have someone else's hand in your pockets. Um, or have to pay anyone back or, you know, just it's not accruing interest and you're not having to give anyone a cut of anything. So no investors or anything like that. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. And that's amazing, like, to not have an investor. Like, at this, like, a lot of people think, like, angel investors are the best thing, but, like, then they come mm-hmm. in and take over the company and it's not right. what you wanted anymore. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And I didn't want anything to, like, I didn't want to stray from the vision that I had or um, how I saw Josephine's cream. Like, I didn't want it to evolve into something else. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that. What would you say would be the most rewarding thing you've you've kind of like accomplished or done with this company? Hmm. So we we just recently, not too long ago, went through some rebranding efforts, and I think just like pushing myself to do things that I really haven't done before. Like I think just getting out of that comfort zone because it's easy to just get caught up in just like okay, I'm cruising, and you know, I think I really just pushed myself. Um, to go a little bit harder each day and just set goals to myself and um, just try to learn as much as I can um, and just to continue to evolve this brand um, and push it in the right direction because, um, you know, I have I have so much that I, I want to continue to pour into this brand and where I want to see it go and I'm just excited about the potential. Um, I just have to keep, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and, and working towards it but I'm, I'm definitely proud of the growth just in the last year because um, I will say in the past I kind of just like I focus more on like my, my career or family and I sort of put this on the back burner and I wasn't really you know consistently mm-hmm. pouring into it and I think I've just really just been grinding really hard and um, just really um pouring into this everything that I have um, so it's just exciting to, to see um, it's one thing when other people tell you like oh like I'm, I'm proud of you I see like you, you've grown so much and um, but when you see like you can look back and see it yourself like wow like I really have come far in this um, you know it's it feels good it feels good so myself a little pat on the back <laughs> yes you deserve a whole entire hand clap yes <laughs> <laughs> well I am just like really thankful to have met you and, and learn more about your business um, I want to know how can people like connect with you purchase some good skincare items and yeah, follow absolutely. you yeah so you can follow me on Instagram at Josephine's Cream also the website is www.josephinescream.com don't forget that dot com. <laughs> so I usually ask a different question, which is what is your favorite rosé? But I feel like inspirational in this moment. And because you inspire and again, you know, on like this is interesting, like, you know, the last pandemic, which was the Spanish flu. That's what Madam CJ Walker thrived. Right. Mm-hmm. Here we are in a pandemic and Josephine's cream is here. <laughs> so I'm just going to speak into existence the next million dollar company right here. Hey, I receive it. <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> and also ask you, what's one parting advice you would give to another young woman who wants to start a business? Don't give up. Do not give up. I know some days like it's just you just feel overwhelmed, exhausted, just discouraged. You might feel like 
someone else maybe doing this like don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing just stay focused on what it is that you want to do to the vision that you have for yourself for your brand for your business um write it down like be very active like taking notes and visualize what you want for yourself and and your brand or your business and just keep at it stay consistent um be encouraged don't give up Amen. Um, (laughs) Be encouraged, y'all. I love it. Well, Melissa, this has been more than fun. And we cannot wait to have you back on, maybe for like our virtual happy hour or, you know, another episode because I just feel like, you know, you're blessing us with gems and a lot of people can definitely use some of your good messaging. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Cheers. Cheers. Wow, thank you, Melissa, for all those amazing, like, anecdotes and stories and learning more about your company and how you got started. Shout out to Grandma for making this amazing, uh, you know, skincare line. Shout out to Josephine. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Marina of Stuyvesant. Pew, pew, pew. friends it's Renee here at the Rose Hour podcast and you guys I'm so excited about this guest I have been following them on Instagram they are such a great brand and the owner she is from Brooklyn y'all and she does nothing but love the Brooklyn Brooklyn way and she has her own black owned champagne label come on now she's launched it this year the amazing Marvina Robinson Wow, Renee is so like bubbly. I love it. Thanks for that amazing introduction. I have to get better with introductions like that. <laughs> Listen, just put me in your pocket. I pop out. I say some good things. I know, things, right? And I just go about my business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us, Marvina. We really appreciate it. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you recently launched your own champagne uh, label and I, my mind is blown especially during COVID and everything that's happening in the world like how like what's your journey how did you get to this this amazing moment in life well I would say um, it all started because I actually was in the process of opening up a champagne bar right so Ooh. champagne bar which is titled Coupette NYC uh, trademarked and um, that I wanted a house label for the champagne Right, I wanted my own house brand because if you think about it, here in New York or in, in like you know you're you're located in DC, yeah, yeah. State, Chicago, LA, Maryland, you know you want to make yourself unique from e- other different establishments, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the way I always like to look at things. How do I stand out from other establishments or businesses, such and such? And I know that a lot of people do not have their own house labels, specifically champagne. Champagne is not an easy task. Um, and I said, I was, I was working on it slowly, you know, and privately, like over two years ago, you know, not really informing people what I'm doing because, you know, you can't, can't let people know too much too fast. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided like, okay, so I need to move forward with this. And before that, actually, what made me put my foot on the accelerate 
to accelerate, move faster was I used to own a cafe here in Brooklyn and my landlord did not. I mean, here in New York, you have to, your landlord, if you don't own the building, your landlord has to sign off on you uh, to sell beer, wine, or spirits. Um, I, yeah, so unfortunately, he wouldn't He wouldn't let me sign off. He wouldn't sign off for me to sell beer and wine. I wanted to sell beer, wine, and champagne, or sparkling, I would call it. And, you know, being on Myrtle Avenue, rent is not cheap. Um, rent starts at 5000 And I was like, you know, I don't know how much pastries you want me to sell, how much cookies, <laughs> you know, tea, biscuits you want me to sell. But if I don't get no, you know, wine or anything, like, you know, it's, it's a lot. And then you're going to try and go for my rent. So basically, I decided, you know, I'm going to close the cafe because it's not the vision that I wanted. I could stay in the business just to say I'm there, but if it's not my vision, then what's the point? So I decided right. to close. Let me focus on the champagne bar. I started doing pop-up bars to, you know, generate revenue. Pop-up bar here in New York is where, well, let me take a step back. Uh, one, I used to bartend um, heavily, you know, mixology. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I like to infuse my own liquors. I have, I'm really good. My famous liquor is uh, a rosemary infused vodka. Ooh. So we did pop-up bars all of last summer of 2019. And that was for me to generate revenue to actually open a bar versus taking out any loans. Wow. Um, so started working on that. And then, you know, as a champagne bar got, got to get closer, I was like, okay, it was so much work. And as I began to get the actual brand again, I said, you know what? People kept asking me about it. And, and I just said, you know what? Let me just put it on the shelves. You know, if it, if it fails, then oh well, you know, this wasn't the goal for it, but it didn't fail. It kind of took off way faster than I anticipated. And I'm kind of, I'm happy. It has, it's, it's great to take off faster than you want, right? Yeah. You know, I will say the bad thing is sometimes you lose focus of certain things. Mm. So I would, I would say one thing that I think people don't fail, that people fail to real, they don't know because I don't really put it out there. Like on our, you know, on our page, you know, we, we promote the brand, we promote little things and I, I don't I'm not really the true face of the brand like I don't I'm not always out there because I'm really busy but one thing that I like to always say is that this is a boutique brand champagne there's only one owner which is myself and I have no funding this business this brand was funded by myself I have no mommy money no daddy money no loans it's my money right. and everything that we do is is tough you know it's hard and I say we because my team is just not me alone that makes it happen right you know right. I have my assistant my you know, people that work in shipping like it's all of us together but it's hard to really do the things that we've done and it's an amazing that we that I was able to achieve everything because you know you you can start with an idea but to actually put the idea in motion for it to actually be here it's like oh okay you know what I really did this you know I got it together now like how do we get to the next next platform right wow my mind is blown <laughs> So cheers to that, right? Yeah, but like my mind is blown because it's like you had several obstacles in the way, right? I had a whole lot of obstacles in the way. It's not even half of them because remember, like not remember, but nobody says yes the first time. You have to really find it. I always say it's like, you know, like number one, I'm not a norm in the industry. I'm a woman and I'm black, right? So that's two strikes. Not strikes, but two two non-norms, right? Mm-hmm. Then you want to do a champagne for, for a, a wine or something to be labeled actually champagne. It has to be grown in the champagne region using a specific, you know, mythology, right? Right. Therefore, I can only go to a certain region. So now I'm black, I'm a woman, and now I'm in a region where I'm not French, I'm not like my family. I'm not a farmer. 
my family doesn't come from the roots there. Mm. So I really have to take somebody like, okay, this is what I want to do. But it's just not me saying this is what I want to do. Like, I just didn't place money here. Like, I'm actually working to do the stuff that we need to do, you know, like, so I'm there. Well, normally I would be there, but I'm here in COVID. So I'm here in New York. Right. Um, You know, like, I'm hoping I can get out there for harvest season, but I don't think it can happen. But like, I, I, when I'm there, like I work just like everybody else. You know, it's time to go out to do certain things. I'm in the fields too. Yeah. So, so the, the venue that I selected to help bring my vision to life, you know, one thing I like about them is they're family owned, and it's, you know, and they don't, you know, they produce for they don't produce for other brands, and that's something that I liked. And then the things, the ideas that I would come in at with. Um, they were open and receptive to saying, yeah, you know, like we could figure this out together. And that's what I like is that we can figure it out together. Yeah. You know, and my thing is I always have these big ideas. You ever heard, you know, do you used to watch Power? Um, of course. The theme song, Bright Lights, that'd be me. Bright Lights. This is a big I'm rich always, town. <laughs> right? I'm at, I'm always at the finish line and then I can say, okay, now I got to trace my step backwards. And you know, that's what I tell people sometimes. Just go straight to the finish line and then figure out how you get there later. You know, put that, this is what I'm doing. And then you just got to backtrack yourself and say, this is the steps I got to do to get here. Yeah. And and like, you you overcame all of that. And like, that's so amazing. And like, that shows the resilience of black women, right? Like not knowing a language and all those other barriers and like connecting to um, a vineyard that would be willing because we do know discrimination happens up globally. And so like... Oh, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, and so like just even going into this market in this industry of wine, I mean, the wine industry, just like in the entertainment, is one of the most racist industries out here and people do not realize it. Um, and I think now, you know, during COVID and, you know, protest and, you know... Everything after George Floyd, I guess, but white people realized that that was like wrong. Um, we're seeing now like the sort of injection of cash into our communities, and would love to know for you, like how how has this been since George Floyd, you know, and Black Lives Matter movement has grown this year for you? I would say we were doing pretty good before whole George Floyd, Black Floyd, but I would say we are doing exceptionally well, right? Yeah. And um, it's sad to say that that's what had to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always say that it's not a fad, you know, like you have this wine industry that is, it's like, it, wine industry isn't going anywhere. That's the one thing that's going to be here forever. Yes. And it's one industry that's probably never going to fail. But you have a plethora of producers and the people in the industry. And it's sad to say that, you know, African-Americans, male or female, is really 10 percent. And it's not even 10 percent. I'm just saying 10 percent. You know, like I don't have the actual numbers because I haven't done the research. I don't have time to do the research. But the readings I've done, it's under 10 percent. And it's hard because, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I've been on Instagram. I've seen the different labels that come out. And I'm just like, wow, like. I think McBride has put out a list of 65. 65 compared to all the millions of brands of wine and champagne out there. And we just come in at... And they know that... And that's no fault to, to McBride's they didn't have the full list. And I'm sure there's others out there. But let's just say there's an, another 300 out there, 400, 500 out there. Still not even 1,000. Yeah. It's not even so close to that. Exactly. So that's what I, I look at. So I'm just like, you know, how do we really... It's interesting. Yeah, like how do we get people 
to really provide this access to capital where we're able to create and start and actually give us, you know, reparations, which we deserve because we built this joint for free. Um, to really ensure that we're able to thrive in markets like agriculture, which is the wine industry. Mm-hmm. And um, like the fact that you were innovative, so you didn't have to take out a loan. Like, how did you create that idea? Because like, I think so many people, and especially now that we're seeing so many people who were either denied or weren't provided access to like the PPP loans or idle loans. Like, how did you come up with that idea? And of course, this is pre-COVID when you were doing this. But like, how did you come up with that idea to do the pop-ups to kind of like push you forward? So one, I was denied PPP as well, FYI. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I was denied and I'm okay with it. So here's my saving grace, right? So I was blessed and fortunate with something we were talking about before we actually went live talking about schools mm-hmm. I was blessed and fortunate that I went you know I always had a good education like I said before I studied Norfolk State undergrad and I went to Columbia for grad and I worked on Wall Street for 20 years so wow. I I was blessed with a nice semi you know I was blessed with a career that paid me well right mm-hmm. and what I, you know you save and I decided to take my savings and my funding that I had access to and I decided to take a risk on me and if I fail guess what I just gotta go to work or I don't care if I gotta work at McDonald's if I'm gonna be if I have to move back home with my mama like that's what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and you know though the business has a very long way to go because like I said we're not even we're not even six months six months actually is August 12th or 15th or 16th I can't remember the exact date that's our six-month launch publicly. So wow. we have a long way to go. And so what we do is, and this is for anybody that's listening financially, when you have a business, especially when you're launching it, you don't get no money. And it's fine. But for me, it's fine, right? Like I've learned, I've lived a great life before I launched this, right? I've had the great vacations. I had all the things that I wanted to do. I have enough shoes, pockets, clothes in the world. Right now, I feel like my life has changed because I used to be so pro-corporate America and I began to lose that drive. I be, I got the entrepreneurial bug and I was like, like, hmm, I wonder if I could be successful at this. I want to do this. And now it's just like, I am I am like engulfed. Like, I'm going to have my brand X, Y, and Z. I'm moving this. I'm going to do this. So that's my drive. And like for me, funding was, you know, it wasn't my choice. I would love to have a loan, yeah. you know. I would love to have an investor to help me move faster. But if I don't, guess what? I'm going to do it myself. And mm. at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to, th- I think of it as me for me. My friends, <laughs> my friends are very supportive. Like I have my core friends where if I need to bounce an idea, my girl Tosh, I can call her. Hey, such and such, you know, my boyfriend, you know, my, my good friends, I could just bounce ideas. Or people give me ideas. I'm like, oh yeah, let me, let me run with that. You know, so those are the things that, you know, we have to be grateful for. So that's how I look at it. You build a business from scratch. And and if you could build a business from scratch, let me tell you, you could do anything. I don't care like what you say. You could do anything because it's the hardest thing. And I've had the days when I would cry. I would have the days where I would be disappointed. I would have the days where I was freaking out. Like, where is my shipment? And the problem is like another thing that people don't really, because sometimes, you know, we have delays 
it's not me. Sometimes, like, customs yeah. don't release it. Or, you know, you got, I'm dealing with two sets of, inter, I have international laws I have to abide by, then I have U.S. laws. And sometimes they don't talk to one another. So that can be a whole issue. And then running a business where part of it is in another country and you're stuck in one country, that's also another issue. And it's very hard to, like, everybody's on Zoom calls or, or um conference calls at some point you get sick and tired of it and and the vineyard you know like they're farmers you know so you know like we try to do things but if i'm not there it's interesting so you know i i I give respect to everybody and you know like i'm i'm the business aspect and also i'm on hands-on and i feel a little off that right now I'm i'm hands off and that drives me crazy yeah. And I mean, you're doing amazing. We've seen you in so many articles and I know people have been talking about your champagne um, and, and trying to connect with you uh, even so more like how to even get a hand like a, a hold of it. And so, you know, for a company that just launched six months ago, right? You are killing it. <laughs> you know what? I'm so grateful and I'm thankful. And people don't realize we're only six months in. We're not even six months in. We're approaching. I right, right. You're not even so a whole year. We got some here. growing pains. Yeah. So, we, you know, I'm going to make a post that we, we're not even six months in. So you've inspired me to do a post for, yes. I'm going to tell you, if we're going to do something, I don't know. I'm going to think about or something. But no, I I mean, it's huge. And like most people do not see growth within that time frame. And so for you to come in like gangbusters and like, hey, you know, we here, you know, and I and I think that's so amazing. And as a black owned woman, woman's company, like that's huge. And especially during this market in time, like that's not to go unnoticed at all. And like, shout out to you and all of your team for all the amazing work y'all are doing on this. Thank you. Yay! So, want to know how can people connect with you and actually purchase some of your amazing champagne? So right now, well, I do have some good news. I'll I'll, I'll give you some tea. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the tea leaves now, yes. <laughs> so here's some tea. So we have a new cuvee coming out. Um, yes. So I'm going to probably introduce it uh, maybe next week or this week. I'm a little swamped, so I got to get it together. Uh, it's called Heritage. So it's a traditional uh, brute. Um, and the great variation is different from our current our current brute. Um, more Pinot Mignot grapes. Um, then, uh, what am I saying? 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 Oh, August 1st, we are launching back into stores. So we will be in stores in New York, New Jersey, California, Florida, D.C. So we are moving and grooving. So people have options versus our website. Though we love the website, you know, business, you know, we want to give people options if they need to, you know, get it faster, you know, just options, you know. Yeah, we're out and about and taking a stroll near their local uh, liquor store and they're socially distancing. Hey, why not pick up a bottle? As they should. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here for that. How can they follow you on social media? So social media, social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook is um, Stuyvesant Champagne, S-T-U-Y-V-E-S-A-N-T Champagne. Uh, Our website, very simple, 
5% champagne. You got to put your age credentials in. Nobody else sees it. It's not stored, so you don't have to fib. Just want to uh, make sure you legal. <laughs> exactly. We also have Twitter. We're not that active on Twitter, but we're going to get better on Twitter. Um, so just Google uh, Stuyvesant Champagne. Oh, wait. I just opened it up. So let me tell you. Okay. So it's Stuyvesant Sham 1. S-T-U-Y-V-E-S-A-N-T Sham 1 yes. for Twitter. Yes. Yes. This is amazing. So people follow, make purchases. August 1, go to your local liquor stores, socially distance, have your mask, wash your hands, do all the things you need to do and cop a bottle or several, which is what I will be doing. And also follow, 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 follow. Yes, please follow us because we're going to have promotions for our six month launch. Yay! And you know, we love a good promotion. (laughs) Me too. Yes! We're here for it. Well, Marina, we appreciate you so much. I have a final Jeopardy question for you. Mm-mm. <laughs> What's your favorite rosé? So I can always be like egotistic and say, oh, my brand, Styrofoam Champagne. But I do like our brand, Styrofoam Champagne. But I also drink a lot of different brands. Um, I live by the rule. I just posted this on my personal page. Uh, Biggie's 10 Crack Commandments number four never get high on your own supply yes I always have uh, different variations so right now I am in love when I say in love like when I find this this uh, one sparkling I buy it by the case and right now I cannot find it in New York so I'm stalking it online Um, it's called Ackerman Cremant de Loire and it is absolutely delicious it is so crisp it's so clear like once you finish a bottle, you automatically want another one. Like I've been reaching out to distributors. <laughs> when when when, we, when I go back to France, I'm going to their to the venue because it's amazing. So it's Ackerman Cremant de Loire. Yes, I'm here for that. Yes, <laughs> and and I like that that quote: "Never get high off your own supply." Because yes, that makes sense. <laughs> you want to push it. Not I <laughs> let me tell you, there's no inventory in my I have almost maybe four bottles in my house and that's it and I don't even touch them. So they just there in case I need something at last minute for maybe a promo event or something so I don't have to go down to the warehouse. But mm-hmm. I am like I have a champagne well, a wine fridge that holds seven two bottles and Styrofoam is not in there. <laughs> That makes sense and also very good marketing for yourself. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, Marvita, we appreciate you so much. And clearly we need to have you on our happy hours and do more, especially when the the world opens back up. We got to come to New York and meet you. We're just so excited for everything that you have to come. And August 1st, don't forget her cuvee is coming out. Yay! Yes. So exciting. So exciting. Thank you, Mar- Marvina. We really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you guys having me. I would definitely love to come back whenever you guys feel. Don't you said a word? We don't do it. <laughs> Going and talking, right? Right, right. Cheers. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Marina. We really, really, really 
appreciate your time you've taken out to speak with us today also want to thank our guest uh, Melissa for joining us with Josephine's Beauty uh, want to thank Martina Ben Angeline everyone here at the Rosie Hour Podcast uh, don't forget to follow like and subscribe to us we really appreciate everyone here and also go to our Instagram and follow us on Instagram you'll see a lot of awesome content and you know see some of the Rosé uh, companies that we like and follow and also you know reshare their content too don't forget to also go to our website and also buy some merch 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 because you can't go in the winter and not have some good old hoodies and stuff so why not have a hoodie that says the rosé hour so people know that you like rosé hey well, don't forget to join us next Wednesday. We love to have a new podcast episode drop every Wednesday. And with having two more dope guests. So see you guys then. Cheers. Pew, pew.